0: Annihilation. 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 One minute at a time. To remain positive, impossible. How far I will take myself down. How hard I am riding on this escape route out of here, spiraling out of control. Please take me away. To be me is to be in hell. I am always searching in the dark. Why, when you have lost all hope, do you believe you can see through it all? I will never get these wasted years back. All that abuse and pain cannot touch me as I am floating away. The girl I was I no longer know. I keep blindly trampling on her. She needs me and her cry remains, though I cannot reach far enough to retrieve her to health. She's in pain, she's scared and lost, and all that comes easy is the urge to destroy. Lead them down this sick, stale path I'm traveling on. I'm alone. I can't keep my head up. Who am I? Who the hell have I become? Bouncing around, hoping to find a resolve, a friend, a cure to my disease. Nothing matters to me now. I am completely lost. Tirasha Self-Destruction As the destruction has quickly taken a dark turn, there is some visual irony in Lena being well-lit when everything around her is dark. She stands inside the gate hut with Ventress. It is late at night. Lena has asked why Kane volunteered for a suicide mission, never mind that she herself volunteered for that same mission. Second two, we are close on Ventress, from her left. She is backlit from a lamp just to the left of frame. There is little light behind her, and while we can make out the post behind her that supports the roof of the small hut, she mostly blends into the darker right half of the frame. Dr. Ventress continued, Almost none of us us commit commit suicide, suicide. and almost all of us self-destruct. In In some some way, way, In some some part of our lives. We We drink, drink, and we return to the angle on Lena. She looks down. Or we we smoke. We destabilize the good job. job. Second 17 back to Ventress. Beat. Or the happy happy marriage. marriage. Smash cut to Lena, closer than before. Lena reacts, slowly looking up. The script says, uncertain whether this was targeted at her. But Portman plays this more like she is sure that Ventures chose that line deliberately in reference to her. Frederick Newman, M.D., explains in Psychology Today, 1st January 2017, Some self-destructive behaviors are seemingly easy to explain. They feel good. Among these are the following. Drug use. Initially, the use of drugs is simply to feel especially, although unreliably, good. Then later on, it is also to avoid the misery of withdrawal. Drug abusers know full well the consequences of their drug use, but they feel driven against their better judgment to continue their drug habit because it is very difficult to stop. Alcoholics are similarly motivated. Similar behaviors that seem at the moment pleasurable but are obviously destructive over the long run include compulsive gambling, philandering, petty thievery, overeating, smoking cigarettes, and so on. Why some people seem to engage in pleasurable but self-destructive behaviors when others do not is not so easily explained. But at least the behaviors themselves can be seen to be pleasurable. It seems that for these individuals, pleasures that are immediate outweigh suffering that will occur inevitably down the road. End quote. Second 24, we are back on Ventress. Dr. Ventress continued. But what these aren't decisions. Decision? They're a deadly sin that would so jeopardize my immortal soul as to place it, if such a thing were possible, even beyond the reach of the infinite mercy of the most merciful and most terrible god. She looks away and taps the side of her cup in the middle of a gesture to find the right word. Then she returns her attention to Lena. Their Impresses. impulses. In fact... Probably Probably better better equipped to explain explain this this than I am. am. On Lena, as she reacts. Lena, shaking her head. What does that mean? Back to Ventress. Dr. Ventress, you're a biologist. Isn't self-destruction coded coded into us? Programmed into each cell? On Lena, slowly turning her head downward and away to the left. Silence. Mark Canada, professor of psychology, Indiana University. Explains on Thrive Global, 10th January 2019. Quote, In 1988, psychologists Roy Bomeister and Stephen Shear identified three main types of self-defeating behavior. Primary self-destruction, or behavior designed to harm the self. Counterproductive behavior, which has good intentions but ends up being accidentally ineffective and self-destructive. And trade-off behavior, which is known to carry risks to the self but is judged to carry potential benefits that outweigh those risks. Think of drunk driving. If you knowingly consume too much alcohol and get behind the wheel with the intent to get arrested, that's primary self-destruction. If you drive drunk because you believe you're less intoxicated than your friend and, to your surprise, get arrested, that's counterproductive. And if you know you're too drunk to drive, but you drive anyway because the alternatives seem too burdensome, that's a trade-off. Bomeister and Cher's review concluded that primary self-destruction has actually rarely been demonstrated in scientific studies. Rather, the self-defeating behavior observed in such research is better categorized, in most cases, as trade-off behavior or counterproductive behavior. Freud's death drive would actually correspond most closely to counterproductive behavior. The urge toward destruction isn't consciously experienced. Finally, as psychologist Todd Heatherton has shown, the modern neuroscientific literature on self-destructive behavior most frequently focuses on the functioning of the prefrontal cortex, which is associated with planning, problem-solving, and self-regulation, and judgment. When this part of the brain is underdeveloped or damaged, it can result in behavior that appears irrational and self-defeating. There are some more subtle differences in the development of this part of the brain. Some people simply find it easier than others to engage consistently in positive, goal-directed behavior. End quote. In the script, Dr. Ventris shrugs, Doctor Ventris continued. So, the word hangs, and Lena is spared having to find a reply by a strange noise from somewhere in the darkness. The script is deliberate—a popping, a tearing. Not organic, metallic, surprisingly loud. In actuality, it sounds more simply like something large has hit itself against the nearby fence. The heads of the women flick round to the source of the noise. Lena, what was that? that? Dr. Ventress. Don't, I don't know. know. Lena unslings her rifle and raises it. Camera pans right along with Lena moving past Ventress, who reacts much slower. Now, a low growl. And we smash cut second 51 to Shepard sitting up abruptly in her bedroll. She breathes. She listens. And then smash cut back to the hut. Now angled opposite to the conversation before, but interestingly, the visual composition is close. Ventures remains in profile, lit on her front only. Lena, turned away from us now, is better lit. The lamp is visible next to Lena at the left edge of frame, and darkness fills the right half of frame. We have both mirrored and echoed the previous conversation's visual composition. Ventress retrieves her weapon now, In second 56 we reverse, in front of Lena as she lowers her rifle to raise night vision binoculars, and then we smash cut into the guard tower. Shepard is already out of bed, and we only get a flash of the barrel of her rifle and silhouette as she leaves. Thornton stirs, and time runs out for this minute. We spoke. What was it we said? Wordlessly watching, he waits by the window and wonders at the empty place inside. Is all we are annihilation.